want to like be incognito about their alcoholism. I don't know. <laughs> because every Hallmark movie is the exact same movie <laughs> with a different cast. Okay. God, why, you should not laugh at that. Do not be proud. <laughs> no one laughed. No one should be encouraging this. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. And this is Wine and Dine. Dine. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley. I'm Megan. This week, we are going over our book of the month, Queen's Peril. Um, if you haven't had a chance to pick that up yet, it's by, is it Katherine Johnston? It's something Johnston. E.K. Johnston. E.K. Johnston. I don't know where I got Catherine. I, I think Catherine's the name of the lady that reads the book. Okay. Mm. So, real quick, if you haven't read it mm-hmm. and you want to read it, might I highly suggest... <laughs> reading it in audiobook form. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, some people read audiobooks and they're like, that's going to lull me to sleep. They're all monotone. First of all, no, it's not. Second of all, this one has sound effects. And I'm so excited to show it to you guys. So just check this out. Check, check this out. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come on. And it's the whole book, okay? They have music through every intro for, like, a uh, for every transition into a chapter. They have background sound. So, like, if they're at a gathering, there's background noise. If they're in a battle, there's background noise. It is the most fantastic mm-hmm. form of a book I have ever had the pleasure of listening to in my life. And that is not a review of the book, just a review of how amazing the audiobook is. So... If you wanted to read along with us this month, mm-hmm. and you haven't yet, mm-hmm. or even if you had and you still like audiobooks or you want to try it, do it. I, I just promise you, you will not regret it. Okay. That's my tangent to get us <laughs> started. So, if, nice. if you guys... Um, if you guys wanted to read along and you haven't, this is your opportunity to mm-hmm. stop. We're going to kind of hop right into this one. Sure. Um, unless you <laughs> unless you want me to tell them the story of my haunting. Not in this one. I think maybe in our... Yeah, I'll in, save it. In the wrap-up slash TBR chatty for June. I think we'll that'll be that. a great story to share. <laughs> um, let's just kind of, though, do like we always do right off the bat. What did you rate it? So, I only gave it a three. Okay. Now, I know that sounds crazy after I just highly recommended this audiobook more than anything on the planet. I mean, you can, still, you can have a, an immersive experience through an audiobook, and the book can still be meh. Yes. So, the book was meh to me. Mm-hmm. It had good points. It had boring points. Now, I say this mm-hmm. in that I am not a huge Star Wars nerd to start with. I have seen the entire series once through and once through only. Mm -hmm. I know only that. I have not delved, whatever the word is, dove dove into the Star Wars universe whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So maybe if you were more into the Star Wars universe, Mm -hmm. this would be Mm -hmm. your cup of tea. Yeah. But there was a lot going on in it that I was just like, eh. And it could just be because I didn't know about it. But because of that, with my limited view... I gave mm-hmm. it a three. Well, even with your limited view, this book should have been a good jumping off point for you because it's characters we already knew from the first three mm-hmm. movies and we're, it's really a prequel to that first movie seen through the eyes of 
Amidala slash Padme on Naboo. Yeah. So when I say it's a prequel, there's multiple prequels that you can get into um, before you actually would sit down and watch that first movie. Yeah. This one is just going to be the prequel for her before the Trade Federation invades. Yeah, and when she says first movie, she means episode one, not episode four. That much I know about the universe. (laughs) (laughs) I do know. Yeah. But, and the the characters were still very well done. I mean, from everything that I do remember about the Star Wars universe, they were still nailing it. Yeah. Um, But it's just a matter of, you know, that's just maybe not my... It might not be your cup of tea. This it, is, exactly. This it's not is, my niche. This is sci-fi. Let, let's be open and honest with that. You and me yeah. are notorious for not reading sci-fi. Now, mm-hmm. a lot of people will be like, well, uh, well, Ashley, Megan, that's not true. You guys read high fantasy. Yes. Yes. But true sci-fi, like space odysseys mm-hmm. and different worlds and different creatures, monsters, mm-hmm. aliens, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm. It I just think the doesn't closest do it for me. I got to a sci-fi uh, was the Illumini Chronicles. Yeah. That that is that would be considered sci-fi. Um, it's also considered fantasy, also. Um, but there is, you know, scientific elements. Aurora yeah. Burning by the same authors. Again, that could be considered sci-fi. Now it's for a younger audience Mm -hmm. i don't know if this would be considered for a younger audience or not i think it's for everybody yes no it's definitely for everybody because especially for those of you that grew up reading or not reading grew up watching star wars and Mm -hmm. that you you were a fan of this universe no offense you're most likely older um i mean (laughs) don't get me wrong my sister is obsessed with it but she's Mm -hmm. obsessed with like the new stuff with like bb8 and stuff Mm -hmm. she doesn't know anything about the previous six she is lost Mm -hmm. anyway but you need to bring her into the fold and show her henry ford when he was young (laughs) (laughs) so it's just you're probably older in that aspect and i still think it's going to give you that bit of nostalgia what I, I called him Henry Ford. It's Harrison. Oh, Ford. Harrison. <laughs> I always yeah. do that. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, sorry, Star Wars fans. Sorry. Um, but I think that also the way that it's written is still appropriate. Yeah. For like, I could give this book to Becca, and she could easily read it. Actually, I think I'm going to because mm-hmm. if you guys don't remember, I bought it through thrift books and when it came in there was like this little blurb saying it's now available in audiobook form mm-hmm. and underneath it there's a tagline like the most immersive experience you'll ever find in an audiobook or mm-hmm. something and i was like okay so i listened to the preview mm-hmm. on apple books and blew your brain blew my mind like seriously darn it delivered on that and so i know it's crazy mm-hmm. that it's not my niche Right. But it was still so well done in uh-huh. audiobook form that mm-hmm. I, I don't feel bad giving it a three. Honestly, I could probably round it up to like a 3.5 based right, on right. how how great it was. But, you know, most places only let you do one, two. They're not giving you the halves. Yeah, they so won't let you have So my halves. official review of it is a three. But it is so fun to listen to. <laughs> okay. I mean, if it's similar to how Illumi- the Illumina Chronicles were... I probably will. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I took a drink with my straw. She was talking, and I there was no more drink, and it hissed at me. 
I think I would probably enjoy it more. I unfortunately DNF'd this book. Yep. Um, Which I'll means get you into, can only give it a two. I can only give it a two uh, or less. Or less. I honestly, I don't even think I have the ability. I might be able to rate it. I don't know what I would rate it right now. Just because I'm still trying to figure out. If I were to rate it, what I would rate it, either mm-hmm. the one or the two, or maybe nothing at all. Yeah. Um, just because, and I'll give more reasons here in a minute, but I, I just, maybe it was my headset for this month, or, you know, like you said, it's yeah. not our niche. This we're, we're really stepping outside our comfort zones this year when it comes to genres. Mm-hmm. Um, did I, I liked some parts of what I read, other parts, I could have taken it or leave it. I had to Google at the beginning. Like, oh, yeah? Certain things. Yeah, because I, I, I knew who some of the main players were in the book. I, I already could have, you know, I, I knew them off-site because yeah. of the movies. But there were some things, some um, races or species that... They actually give names to, and in the first episode, they don't give names to. But they're in it. But they're there. Yeah. And it was like one of those, I was like, wait a second, I don't know who they're talking about or what's going on with these people. So I had to Google, and unfortunately, you know, when you're in the middle of reading, especially that early on in the book, and you have to stop and Google something, yeah, I feel like that takes you out mm-hmm. of the reading experience. Now, I will say, I wish there were there were some parts that I wish I would have Googled because I as as immersive as an experience as it was, it was not like watching a movie in my head, like a lot mm. of books that we read were. I couldn't picture half of the races that they were talking about. Yeah. And I feel like I would have gotten just as frustrated as you did if I would have actually taken the I didn't time. Get, I didn't get frustrated. I just got kind of annoyed. Yeah. My my issue was I got annoyed. You got less invested as you had to right. do more. Right. And I think I think it may was a mix of crazy, and if you stay tuned for an episode, we'll probably go into depth of why May for me is a nut show. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I don't. As we dove into it, maybe you guys can persuade me differently to maybe give this another shot. Yeah. Um. So I I read the I read listened mm-hmm. to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um. It's, it definitely, it's not just immersive because of the noises. Mm. It, E.K. Johnston did such a good job at just making you want to visualize the Mm. world. Making you want to visualize all the characters. Making you invested in the characters. And like their lives and their wants and their needs. And Mm -hmm. you know, when when stuff happens you're just like oh, i can't believe that they did that that's so out of character and then i'm like you get you get invested in it okay. however should should we give the spoiler announcement I think this at this needs point to be i feel a like warning. anything you have been else warned past this point i'm just going to spoil the heck out of it um, <laughs> so for those of you that don't know what the the whole book is about padme padme nabiri um, at the age of 14, which I think is insane, but apparently yeah. at the age of 13, you're considered an adult on Naboo. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so she becomes queen and takes the name Amidala. Right. Um, so for her reign, which is only going to be, it can be up to two terms. And I didn't it's look in. It's very much like presidency. Yeah, exactly. Um, but the last two queens before her have stepped down after one term. Right. So she's kind of like, okay, there might be some unrest. And when she gets into the palace, her bodyguard is like immediately on high alert he's like something's gonna happen something's gonna happen she's like nothing's happened for like the last hundred years against a queen like i don't know why you're freaking out about this so much Mm -hmm. and he was like you know it's gonna happen we need to be prepared he kind of put me off he was yeah. that, that really nasty helicopter parent almost. Yes, he's such a hell, And he doesn't ever get better throughout the entire book. The whole time, he's a helicopter parent. Um, now, having said that, mm-hmm. does something happen? Yes. yes. <laughs> so were they prepared? Yes. yes. Thank you, Captain Panaka. You did your job. Well, I think um, it was more than just Captain Panaka at that point. Well, but if Captain Panaka hadn't come up with the original idea of a lookalike, yeah. Padme never would have come up with the idea of several lookalikes, and mm. none of this would have been able to be accomplished. So, right. um, Amidala um, ends up taking on five lookalikes, and each of them mm. have a different skill set that she can learn from. So, one of them um, is a, a thief, and, you know, you just learn how to hide stuff, steal stuff, get information. One of them is a... Um, violinist who has been a performer all her life Mm -hmm. and you have to be able to control your breath and your emotions and your face at all times so she teaches her that which comes in on handy and she teaches all of the yeah i liked that that. i liked that that the where i got up to the point where is that these women are literally becoming almost copies exactly and they all serve a specific role Mm -hmm. and um it's so well done and for those of you that have seen the star wars movies you already know about the clones because they come up in episode one yeah um not the clones the lookalikes the handmaidens yes they're all her handmaidens so amidala is automatically like look we have been all about naboo first for a hot second i want to reach out to other planets that are within our system and work on Mm -hmm. you know she wants to open Naboo and make it inclusive. Exactly. Yeah. And so a lot of people did end up coming and a lot of people were like, nah, no, nah, we don't want anything from you. Which, you know, hey, at least the door's open. Mm-hmm. While all this is happening, and this was my first point deduction. Okay. They switch back and forth between what's happening at the Capitol. And then you're also following Anakin. You're following Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon Jinn separately. Yeah. You're following Darth Sidious separately. Hang on. Let's give him his actual name. Uh, 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 ch- Chancellor Sidious? What, he's what, not a chancellor. What, what, Captain Sidious? I don't know. It's not. He's it's a not, Senator, he's, uh, Senator uh, Palpatine. Yeah. Well, no. Senator Palpatine and Darth Sidious are two different people. They're the same person. No, they're not. Yeah, they are. They are? They are. Google that shit. I don't want to Google it. I believe you. Okay, sorry. But in the books, they don't tell you that. Okay, so No, you're, because you're not supposed yeah, to know. So you're following... Look, I told you guys, I've seen this once. I did not realize that they were the same person. <laughs> so you're following Darth Sidious and his whole plan to take over a bunch of people. And you're following Senator Palpatine on his rise. And um, it's just a lot to juggle because mm-hmm. all of a sudden they'll switch back and forth, back and forth. You know who I'm thinking of? I'm not mm. even thinking of Darth City. I'm thinking of Darth Maul, the guy with the red. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. The guy with the red face and the horns, that's who I was thinking the entire time, every time I read Sidious. Yeah, no. So, uh, Palpatine. So, Senator Palpatine. I'm showing yeah. her a photo. This and, is who that is. And then he becomes he the evil, cloaky guy. He was always like this, but this was after he got deformed. Yeah. Um, by That's crazy. Luke. I never even or thought not of that. Luke. Um... My husband would probably be able Anakin? to tell you. No, so Anakin. Obi-Wan. No. Um, it was. Describe the character. <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Yoda. Oh, well. <laughs> I'm no. just naming characters now. Han Solo. No. I don't even remember what his name is. That's the crazy thing. I can vividly see the actor playing him. Who's the actor playing him? You would ask me that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson played oh, this character. Uh-huh. I, I know this. Yeah. Mace Windu. There you go. So he's the one that technically deforms, kind of kind of okay. deforms him in their fight. So the book does a really good job of letting you not realize that they're the same person. And I know. No, I really do. Anyone, and to anyone in the Star Wars universe that already knew that, yes, of I know. I'm sitting here snickering. I'm at disappointed us. in my own self. You don't have to come at me. I already know. That was something like when I saw that in the book, I was like, you know what? That's that's a really good thing because they were two sides of one of the same coin, yeah. and it was very interesting to see. You know, when he would put on his Senator Palpatine and how he would talk to Amidala. Yep. Because he calls her right after she wins the election and congratulates her. Well, that and he's working really closely with Panaka and Panaka's telling him all this mm-hmm. stuff about what Queen Amidala is doing and, you know, how yeah. good it is for the, you know, whatever. And, you know, the senator is like, I'm going to help in any way I can. And he does. Like That's the crazy thing. Like, he shoots down the Federation, uh, the first round of the Federation Agreement. And it's just the, so good. And then he literally then flips the coin, goes to, I cannot pronounce the race that the kind of like fishy people look like. So I don't know what the fishy people are to you because they don't really describe them in the audiobook. She just says it was, things. it's, it, they say the name of the characters. Like yeah. when right, right early on, um, Darth Sidious is talking to one of them directly, and he says, oh, yeah. "Blah I don't blah blah." It off the top of my head, and I'm yeah. just like, he hates the blah 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 race, and I'm just like, yeah. I had to Google that, and then I had to Google the name of the person he was talking to, yep. and that was the point where I got really kind of just like, this is not okay. If I have to keep googling mm-hmm. just to get through this book, no, 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 no. And I think if I would have been a bigger Star Wars nerd, this would have been way better for me. So mm-hmm. Ryan has all the movies. Um, on Blu-ray, and I think I'm just gonna watch them all again. So mm-hmm. just do the first six again, and then he even has the ones following that, like, um, oh. what was the ones Rogue with? One, yeah, that's kind of a spinoff. Yeah, all of those. So uh, he has Solo. That's its own thing. Yeah. What and, and then episode seven, and is there an episode eight or is that Solo? So you have. So you have one, two, three, four, four five, five, and six. six. And then Rogue One is between three and four. Yes. And then the stuff with, is it Ray? Is that the new girl that's like, Ray is the force or whatever? Yeah, that's, and, and that's after. Kylo Ren. That's, that's eight, seven, 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 no, you have seven and eight. Two, three, four. Cause it's four, five, six, one, two, three. 
and then it was the new ones, which seven should have been eight. seven and eight, and then you have Rogue One, Solo. Oh, and then you have nine. Oh, there's nine coming out? Or did I miss that one? There was technically three that came out. Oh, I've missed a lot then. See, guys, I have so much to catch up on. I mean, we went and saw one together. Which one? I think we went and saw Rogue One together, maybe? No, because I still haven't seen that one. So well, it was either... one where we went. It was you and your ex husband and me and David had all gone together. Oh, w- was I drunk? There's a very good opportunity. That I, I don't remember this. But anyways, but... <laughs> um, I like. I mean, her world building was interesting. I kind of liked it, but then at the same time, I didn't like it just because I felt like it dragged. Like, it didn't grab me. And I was really, really wanting this book to be fast-paced, get out of the go, let's do this kind of momentum that episode four kind of had for me. And at some points, episode two had. Mm -hmm. Like, I wanted that, you know... Not on the edge of your seat the whole time, but I wanted it to be like, okay, she wins the election, she moves into the palace, let, let's let open the brakes, let's get this party going. And I felt like it just kept, like, at the same trot pace. It was yeah. just like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then I will this say, happened. up until a certain thing happens in the book... It really doesn't pick up, and it was well over halfway. So, oh god, she has all these trade people there, and people from different planets and stuff are coming. And a couple of planets, as like an insult, because Amadala is so young, they sent their kids. And Amadala was like, "I mean, it's fine. I hate talking to adults anyway." <laughs> um, and she didn't take it as the insult that it was meant to be. Um, but remember, she has all her handmaidens, and all of her handmaidens look very similar to her. Mm-hmm. So, one of her handmaidens, uh, Sabe, mm-hmm. who is her closest handmaiden, yep, um, is either gay or bi, because she starts falling for the daughter of one of the planet leaders that got sent. Mm-hmm. And that daughter's cousin is playing in a band, and they're putting on a show. Mm-hmm. And the handmaiden wants to go with this girl, Harley, so bad that she convinces all the other handmaidens and Padme Mm. to sneak out of the royal palace or whatever Mm -hmm. um, to go see this concert. Nice. So, of course, the captain, Captain Panaka, finds out about it and calms them and he's like, get home now. (laughs) Yeah, it's like that that parent that finds out that you snuck out. He really is a parent, and I think that is the craziest part is, look here, if you're willing to call her queen and give her, like, rule of the planet, don't parent her. I don't care if she's 14 years old or not. That Mm -hmm. is, you elected her. Like, the whole planet was like, nah, man, that's cool. It's... I don't know. I just... I think that she even says it early on in the book that, you know, the reason that the people liked her so much is because of her stoicism. She was the safe option. She she was was quiet and stoic. She wasn't emotional. She didn't act rashly. Um, She didn't let people bother her. Yeah. And I think those are all really good things, but... So while they're at the concert, they have... It's like a rave. It's like an EDM concert. Oh, cool. Um, And... 
one of the glow sticks um, that Harley is passing out breaks and it gets all over Amidala, all over her face, or Padme, all over her face, all over her hands. And so the next day, they still have trade stuff that needs to go on. So Padme can't do it because she can't. She's all glowy. She's all glowy and glittery and she can't get it off. Mm. Um, and one of her handmaidens is like, if I had time to break down the chemical compounds, I could come up with a solution to get it off, but we don't have time for that. So Sabe has to act like the queen Mm -hmm. for a day and she actually pulls it off. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that mm-hmm. right after this, the Trade Federation decides that they're going to put a blockade on the planet. He um, sends down a comm um, as other people are leaving, and he was like, you're going to sign this trade agreement, you're going to sign this treaty, or you will suffer, is how he puts it. Right. And um, she goes, not signing anything, you cray. And she goes, but send it down anyway. And so he sends it down, and it's literally them giving over control of Naboo to this race, to this these invaders of the Trade Federation. Mm-hmm. And Padme's like, yeah, definitely not signing that. Yeah. Um, and for a week, they blockade the planet, and then they decide to invade. Mm. And they come down with droids, and they capture everyone. Right. You have to remember, though, Sabe is playing the queen at this point, because... Right. Padme is covered in glitter. Yeah. Um, and even <laughs> after even after that week, though, there's still people on the planet that are expecting Sabe. Because, you know, they're not sleeping. They're all staying in this big mm. area. Sabe has been playing the queen for a week. Yeah. So when they get captured, they think that Sabe is the queen and not Padme. And... Which is a good thing. Sort of. Um, kind of. Until... Um, they capture her and torture her and you can hear her screams throughout the entire camp because they capture everyone and they put them into different camps just based on what they, um, did. So like all the politicians ended up in one camp. So all of the handmaidens from the castle ended up there Mm -hmm. and they can hear Sabe's screams. And I mean, in the audio book, they have someone screaming. It's Mm. so, And they, they're wanting to go and they're like, no, tell them that it's, it's not right. You know, tell, you can stop this and we have to go do something now. And Padme calms them all down and she says, guys, she's made her choice. And she was like, what do you mean? And she goes, she could end it by telling them anything right now. And she's still screaming. That means she's choosing not to give them the information. Mm -hmm. We don't get to go in there and make that choice for her. Right. And it just, at that point, it clicked with me. And I was like, oh, damn, she is the queen. Like, she is absolutely the queen. That is the smartest thing. Um, So instead of rescuing Sabe, they form a plan. And they all break up into different factions. And thanks to a lot of her handmaidens' abilities to disguise and break into things. And Captain Panaka's thinking to... Um, he like modernized a bunch of priceless artifacts and like the throne mm-hmm. um, to have weapons inside of them. Right. Um, and so they all get back into the palace and, you know, they figure stuff out and mm-hmm. they, they break in and they street stage a coup and they're, oh, sorry. It's okay. I'll cut this out. And they're able um, to take over and, and get all of the droids gone. And so they send a comm back to the Trade Federation. They were like, hey, your droids are dead, so you can get out now. And sure enough, they leave. Um, and I left out a huge important part because at some point the Jedi showed up and the Jedi got captured too. And I'm like, what? But apparently that happens in the first movie. Like, it, it all culminates, cumulates, culminates, um, to 
the the first movie where you see um is it obi-wan that walks in it's like these are not the droids you're looking for whatever i don't know he, he does some he does some stuff and it's him qui-gon jinn and jar jar binks <laughs> and they all get in there and what happens in the first movie is how the book ends so they rescue the planet and the queen at the end they find like the jedis know which queen is which look okay. You you have a face. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go no 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 I'm not I'm not making the face like that <laughs> I'm I'm literally trying to sit here and remember you many moons ago when I watched episode yeah. one how that honestly went down because I'm sitting here going I don't I remember them because rescuing when, yeah when they get to Naboo there's a bunch of droids everywhere and the right. droids are like taking people away mm-hmm. and so they're sneaking around and then they find Padme but it's not Padme it's her handmaiden that looks like Padme and it looks then, like Amidala yeah that looks like the queen and then they're able to help save the planet and mm-hmm. then from there Padme like it's, goes back it's and been starts a hot minute since I've seen episode one because you get to see when Padme and Anakin first meet right so that would have been that's in the movie yeah that's in the movie and that's in the books so after you get to the Trade Federation attacking mm-hmm. everything happens it brings everything, everything that back we in. see in episode one starts starts so that's interesting so like that's why it gave you the background like and I didn't like it at first why I was like why this is a book about Padme uh, Nibiri and you know becoming Queen Amidala? Why are you sh- telling me stuff about Qui Gon Jinn? Why do I care mm-hmm. about Anakin right now? This right. is not when they get together. Like why do I? Right. No. And I and I was but, I was similar because I was just like I don't I wanted something more in line with. Here's a little snippet of what we get in the beginning of how she becomes queen. That's great set up her household that's great and then i was like i just i was ready for it to get moving i was ready to get that you know that gun ho feeling and all i got was okay we're gonna do a dry run of me switching in to be the queen let's see if we can do this i just i feel like they could have added a lot more and i almost feel like they could have done the two books that they have on her in Mm -hmm. one so there's queen's peril and then there's queen's shadow that's already out. That's already out, yes. And I guess, this is another spoiler, sorry, mm-hmm. but this is available on anything that you read online about Queen Shadow. Either they're skipping forward to her the end of her second term, or she only decided to serve one term. She only does one term, because she steps down. Yeah, because it's about her stepping down and what she does after that, mm-hmm. and what her handmaidens do after that. Yeah. So, um, I... I just really, I feel like if I was more in tuned with the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. I would have loved mm-hmm. this book. Yeah, no, I I agree. I And the crazy thing is, I grew up in a house where the Star Wars was the main thing. Mm-hmm. Of course, if anybody doesn't know, you either have Star Wars or you have Star Trek. Or you have two parents that end up getting divorced because one of them likes Star Wars and one of them likes Star Trek. That is not the reason that they got divorced, but it didn't help. <laughs> My mom, I think, was indifferent to to that whole thing. My dad is diehard Star Star Wars fan. He likes Star Trek, and he under and he's watched it. He says he he knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. 
But, like, if you had to, like, go, okay, John, what camps you fall in, he would go, I'm a Star Wars fan through and through. I love it. Yeah. You know, he brought me and Chandler up on that, too. So, and we, and, and we're, we're Star Wars fans, too. But I don't, I'm like you. I'm like, I never got into, after I saw episode four, five, and six, because that was all that was out when we were kids, youngins, um, I had heard rumors that there were books. But I, like I said, I didn't like reading yeah. back then when I was young. I didn't appreciate reading back then when I was young. And um, I never got into that. And then episode one, two, and three came out when I was a teen. Mm-hmm. And those were okay. Yeah. <laughs> those were okay. They weren't great books, but they were, you know, are great movies to add into the, the series. But they were okay. And that's kind of how I feel about this. I feel like it was just... Okay, what I got into, which is crazy. So I got, I felt like I got almost 25% of the way through. Goodreads is telling me I only got 10% into the yeah. book, which I think is bizarre as all well, they, get there out. there was like 28 chapters. The book's over there. I'll have to look at it again. But I got a good chunk in. Yeah. And it only says, oh, you're only 10% into the book. And I'm like, there, you've got to be crazy at this point. <laughs> and that was what stopped me. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I kept putting it down. I kept walking away from it. And it was easy. It was like mindless, making yeah. putting this book down. It was walk. almost a relief to put it down to walk away. <laughs> right. Like, I would just, like, I'd read maybe a chapter or two. And then I'd be like, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. I can't get into this. I can't immerse far enough into this yes for me to want to continue to see what happens to padme and all of our hat and handmaidens i i just i didn't and i don't know if from what you're telling me it sounds like the audiobook gives you more of an immersive experience definitely and i would be interested i i'm kind of interested back now i know i got it off a libby because you had asked me if I wanted to give yeah. the audiobook a try. And by that point, I was just so fed up with the book. I didn't want to even try at that point. So, I don't know. Maybe I will go back and try to do an audio playthrough of this. Because like it, like Goodread said, I only got 10% of the way in. It yeah. felt like I had gotten way further than that. And the audiobook's actually pretty short. It's like Six and a half hours, something That's like one day. that. Yeah, it's like, and I ended up doing it over a few days. I did it every time I drove, and then mm-hmm. I did it while I was like typing up case notes. Mm-hmm. And then I found out later, not later, but like after my first two case notes, I can't do that because like I'll be involved in the case notes, and then all of a sudden it's like two chapters further, and I'm like, oh shoot, I missed all of that. Mm-hmm. So then I have to go back. So then it just became like a car trip thing. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that bothered me about the audiobook is like, I wanted it to be something that I could listen to in the background, but this particular mm. book has to be a book you pay attention to. Yeah. And now I'm not sure. Um I I read it because of how cool the audiobook was. Right. I don't think I would have read it all the way if I hadn't done it in an audiobook form because I'm not invested in the world right. at all. I wasn't but before and I wasn't after. Give her, you got to give EK Johnston. Johnston. Yeah. Credit. She took something that we have only seen in a digital format. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. And moved it into a written format. I thought Naboo, Naboo was gorgeous on paper. Yeah. Like, 
the stuff that she wrote about Naboo and, and all the arts and installations and, and like how the the castle not a castle but like how the palace, the, the palace or whatever yeah. was very methodically done mm-hmm. and the way Naboo cherishes art yep. and artists like Naboo is known for having good musicians and good actors and actresses and all these people that are very artistic and I never knew that about Naboo I just thought Naboo was just this you know lush planet that had really interesting architect that remind me a little bit of Atlantean architect and that was about it well and then one of the things that you find out is that when they have this delegation that they form Mm -hmm. Almost every artist from Naboo is not from Naboo. They're from a neighboring planet. So there's one oh. there's one planet where their entire schooling is like everyone wants to be an artist. So they have the best schooling for colleges. Mm-hmm. But then after that, economically, they're kind of a poor planet. And yeah. so artists, it's, it's not as lucrative of a business as if they were to come to Naboo mm-hmm. where they're a lot wealthier. And so almost all of their yeah. kids graduate mm-hmm. and then move off planet. Right. So they're like, okay, what can we do? And Padme is like, what if we do like an exchange program? What if we do mm-hmm. like trades and what if we, you know, set up xyz and you know she's yeah. actually trying and so it was kind of cool like if if you're an, a super duper nerd like mm-hmm. i am and you like like political sides of things that yeah. that kind of gets interesting because like they're breaking down mm-hmm. interplanetary politics <laughs> yeah that definitely sounds what was going on i just i i loved that that i think if i'm gonna add a point anywhere it's gonna be for that i loved her world building i loved how she definitely created something oh i i want to kind of give her the award of creating something out of nothing almost yeah because we yes we knew about the handmaidens via the movies but we didn't know so much but now we know so much in regards to that um i stopped really early on as we've already talked about did we ever find out why the the two yina and i cannot remember her other name um don't like each other what there's two handmaidens that don't get along it was like yine or shin or not that i remember towards the end everybody gets along so i assume that they just butted heads at one point um, that honestly could have been a chapter that I missed over when I was case noting, but, um, okay. everyone ends up getting along and, um, the, at one point, the only issue that they have mm-hmm. is that Sabe and Padme mm-hmm. have a really big butting head moment because when Sabe had to play queen, mm-hmm. the person that looks the closest like Sabe in height and in the way that they carry themselves is Padme. So Harley looking around, notices that she doesn't see Sabe in the room, and then sees Padme leaving to go do something, assumes it's Sabe, and, like, follows her, and she's like, hey, I just want to let you know, I don't know what your planet's customs are, but I really like you, and I would like to, like, maybe have a relationship with you, and I would really like your permission to kiss you before I leave, because I leave today, and Padme tells her no, because Padme is terrified, A, of being found out, and B, of Sabe being mad at her later because she kissed Harley. Like, 
what's going on and so Harley gets really mad at her and she was like you couldn't have given me just this one thing I'm literally giving you my whole life and you couldn't have at least Mm. just you know let her off easy or told her that it's against our custom to kiss before you know whatever you could have come up with anything anything you couldn't do that one thing for me and then when the whole planet like goes to crap um before they split up and get captured and everything sabe was like whatever is going on between me and you we have time to fix it later right now i'm on your side like and they make up and it's like it's really it's heartwarming yeah wow but the one thing that you forget throughout this entire book Mm -hmm. is that all these girls are like 12 to 15 Okay. So these five heroines yeah, no. are all little kids in my eyes. And like they're I mean... they're doing some crazy grown up stuff. And mm-hmm. I just think it's really that's really good. And I, I first for a book I only gave a three to, I have a lot of positive things to say about it. Yeah. But it's just it's not enough to get over the fact that I just didn't have an interest in the world to begin with. You can't give a book a five like if I were to take that away, sure, great book, guys. Great. Like mm-hmm. but that's just not me. Just like Ashley is not gonna read this book because reading is never a requirement on this podcast. Even though that was our book club book of the month or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're not into it you're not into it, yeah. okay? It's supposed to be fun. So don't force yourself into a book ever. Yeah. And that was honestly why I, I did put it down. I wasn't honestly having fun at that point. I was just, like, kind of miffed at it that I'm mm-hmm. like, I have to relook stuff up. It's not fast-paced. Any, it's not moving at the speed that I want it to. I, I, I almost got to the point where, like, I just don't care. I don't care why she is doing what she's doing, you know, I they went to look at uh, the grain and, mm-hmm. and talk about the grain situation, and I was just like, I don't understand why they let their their food rot. Like that was literally, I was sitting there. They waiting. explain that later, actually. Okay. So the harvest, mm-hmm. there's two harvests a year, mm-hmm. and if you let the first harvest rot and then replant it as fertilizer, your second crop is is amazing. amazing. So that so that's what they were doing. So that was just their first crop, and because Padme asked about that later, and she was like, "What? What do you mean? We just it was just harvest season. How do we not have anything?" And they were like, "That was the harvest that we replant." Like, Mm -hmm. so it's it's a lot. Yeah. Well, that and so like I I stopped literally right after that chapter that where she goes out and they're looking at the crop. And she has, I think, the youngest one mm-hmm. with her. And they're sitting in a in a hovercraft and they're heading back towards the city. And she, you know, basically tells them, like, why can't we look off world? Why can't we go and do this, this, mm-hmm. and this? And, you know, it in it that chapter ends where the youngest of the... Uh, that should ha- be Yane. The youngest of them? The yeah. one that... She's 12. Yeah. The yeah. young one. Um, she just look. She she basically says, you know, I kind of blended in the background so I could kind of read everybody that was sitting on the hovercraft. The no one would have noticed that the queen was actually peeved at yeah the mayor or the, the whoever yeah um, baggy gibble bibble bibble gibble gibble whatever. She was annoyed at him, and she the handmaiden just has a little blurb right there she would said that no one in that carriage would have known mm-hmm. that she was pissed 
but I knew she was pissed. Yep. And I let her know that, you know, your wishes will be mm-hmm. met. And I thought that was kind of cool, but at the same time, I was just like, meh, I don't. If you're not into it, you're not into it. And, yeah. and I think that's okay. So overall for me, it was just a three. I didn't mean for that to rhyme, but it did. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's very good. And if I had been a bigger mm-hmm. nerd, I think it would have been great. Yeah. Um, again, best book I've ever had the pleasure of listening to in audio form. Okay. That was so well done. I'm going to um, probably say if you liked that experience, you would really, really like the Illumina I already have it. I just never listened to it. But there, there's even betters. I don't know. So I know I talked about whether or not I wanted to give this book honestly another chance. Right now, this is maybe sitting at a one star for me. Mm-hmm. To be truthfully with everybody, I just didn't like it. It wasn't what I was wanting. I don't know if I would want to give it a second chance. Just because I know... There is so much more out there that I I want to read this year that I don't know if I want to try to find a way to stick it in. Because I feel like right now, <laughs> in the lineup that yes. we have coming coming around the bend, and we're hitting the halfway mark soon. I know. Halfway check-in. Yeah. I don't know if I want to weasel in. An audiobook that I could care less about. Exactly. Like, no. There's so much that we have on our plate right now and going into summer and, you know, beach reads and pool, pool yes. reads and all this fun stuff that we have planned. I just, I don't know. I, I, I don't know how I feel about it. If maybe, um, I do have to drive somewhere because right now I don't have to drive. Mm-hmm. I, I work from home. There's no reason for me to go out into the world unless I have to. Exactly. Um, maybe on a trip of some sort where, you know, it's a few hours. Maybe with a question yeah. mark. I don't know. I don't see myself going back to this, unfortunately. Well, and let's just let's take that a step further. If you're already unsure about it, mm-hmm. and you do have a trip that's a couple hours, why not listen to a book that you have an interest in? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's great that you're willing to give it another chance, but mm-hmm. I feel like almost like you'd be forcing it yeah. when you have an opportunity to read something even better. Mm-hmm. You know? So, no. just, guys, keep that in mind. I know we say it all the time, but reading should not have to be a requirement. You shouldn't feel guilty if you can't get through a book. You shouldn't feel bad because your best friend read the book and you didn't and I mean do you know how many books she's read that I have not even I didn't even buy (laughs) like look it's it's ridiculous so just read for your own pleasure don't don't feel forced into it now I say that in that sometimes you have to because like when you're in seventh grade they tell you to read the hobbit you better Wait, read you it. you were in seventh grade and they told you to read The Hobbit. Actually, I was in sixth grade and they told me to read The Hobbit and I didn't and I failed my class. And my mom what? had to beg the teacher to let me do extra credit. What? I don't like any of the Lord of the Rings books. I don't like how they are written. I like the Lord of the Rings movies. I've seen them all a couple times. Yeah. I I enjoy the movies. I enjoy the digital mm-hmm. format. Mm-hmm. No. Hmm. Can't do it. I'm surprised they had you read that in school. 
Yeah, The Hobbit. I mean, well, I was also in, like, accelerated courses, so we didn't have to read the same books that everybody else read. They were trying to find, like, bigger, longer books. So, like, I think 6th, 7th, and 8th, we read The Hobbit. We read Les Mis. We read, Mm. uh... Dude, I would have been so much hyped, more hyped about reading, I feel like. We we read one book that was about, um, in sixth grade, I remember the book that we had to read for English had to do with inner city. It was an inner city school book issue, and the kid was a boxer. I remember that. Um, but I couldn't tell you anything more about that book because I literally spark noted it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They, we read a lot of Shakespeare. And then we read a lot of historical fiction. So, like, one that sticks with me is called Fever 1793. That was about the yellow fever. That was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, We read Something in the Attic. Okay. I don't remember. Anyway, we just, we read a lot. And some of the books I liked and some of them I didn't. And even as a kid, I knew if I didn't like it, I wasn't going to read it. To the point where I was willing to fail my classes. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do that. Don't be me. Don't do that. Don't be me. If it's a requirement for you, actually, Mm -hmm. go for it. But if you're 28 and this is just for book club, it's no longer a requirement. Okay? No. No. And that's okay. I mean, I can probably tell them, I'll say them as the audience, how many times we've shown up to book club and at least one of the other girls or guys in that book club did not read the book yeah and it's okay because you can still have a conversation we're still having a conversation about the book so it's not like oh everybody has to read the book everybody has to be able to finish this so we can have a light enlightened discussion no No, definitely you can start reading the book and if you get five percent in ten percent in 20 50 percent in i there was a book i can't remember which one i read that i literally got almost 50 percent of the way through and then out of nowhere, I was just like, I'm not, I'm not, doing, not doing it anymore. anymore. That's okay. I still came. I still was able to participate. Back when David was in book club, and we still talk about this. <laughs> yeah. So this should just go to prove it, okay? David chose a book. It was from the Hellraiser series. Uh, it's called The Tale Something Heart. Something Heart. I don't remember what the name of it was. I don't know. It was the first book, too. Of the Hellraiser series. I read oh. the first four chapters and DNF that oh. thing so hard and the entire book club was just us being like, David, what was that? That was disgusting. What are you having us read? Ugh. And like, that was we, you and me were saying yeah. that. And then him and your ex-husband were like, this is awesome. This was amazing. No, it was so grotesque. Mm-hmm. And no, I, I couldn't do it. And we still talk about that. That yeah. was two years ago. And yeah. we still talk about that. So trust me, you don't have to read a book to belong in a book club. <laughs> you guys already belong in this book club just by listening to us. I don't yeah. care if you read any of the books. <laughs> Uh, because what what do you always tell me? It's not about requirements. It's about fun. That's not the way that I said it the first time. It sounded way better when I said it the first time, but I forgot. Uh, okay. <laughs> reading reading is not a requirement. Reading is fun. So yeah, it's but fun is yeah. Oh yeah, reading is not a requirement, but fun is. That's how yeah. I said it. Making up catchphrases and forgetting them the next day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's what being an adult is also like. You no longer have to read in school, but you don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> and your knees crack when you stand up. Oh, yes. Well, I think, actually, this book was still successful. Yes. Even though one of us didn't read it, one of us read it all the way through. 
we definitely stepped out of our comfort zone, I feel like. And it did re-spark my want to want to watch Star Wars. I'm going to borrow all of them from Ryan. I'm going to re-experience the universe. And maybe I'll have an even... I'll actually... I'll update you guys on that. Once I finish it, and it could take me a couple months, I watch things kind of slow, especially with my schedule. But... Mm -hmm. Once I finish that all, and mm-hmm. I I will update you. Just remind me, and I'll see if I have anything better than a three to give you after right. I'm more immersed in the universe. No, I I definitely want to finish off Mandalorian on Disney Plus. Yeah, I haven't Plus. watched any of that either. Yeah, no, I I definitely want to do that because season three will be around the bend. But that the Mandalorian is the pacing that I need. If yes. I'm gonna do this kind of stuff, this is the pacing that I need. I need something like the Mandalorian that'll that'll capture me, that'll bring me into the world. I I'm very afraid. Everybody, when we were kids, were watching the animation Clone Wars. Yes, and Ahsoka. Taylor still watches that. Yeah, I think they just finished it. Now yeah, I they're think gonna. Ryan watches that too. Now that I think about it. Well, they're just. Disney Plus is going to be releasing a lot of new stuff in the Star Wars world here in the coming months. I don't know if this if you if I would say that this rekindled my wanting to get into the world. It definitely showed that sci-fi is not a medium that I will probably ever be repicking up anytime soon. Yeah, it very much solidified that for me, Um, and that's okay. I, I'm okay with that. You know what you like. Everybody has a type. They have a type of book. They have a type of movie. They have a type of man. Okay? And you you like what you like. Don't apologize for it. No, I, I'm not. But I feel like as the writer that I am now, I feel okay to say that. If you had asked me a few years in the past, I would have been like, oh, God, I feel so bad. I didn't read this. I didn't do what I said I was going to do. I should really try to push myself more in genres no man, I no. this is not for me. And that's okay. Uh, spend your money on something. You're I will go enjoy. spend my hard-earned money somewhere else. But let us know what you think. Uh, let us know in the comments. You know, if you agree with Megan, or if you maybe are more like me and this was not your cup of tea, or you know, maybe there is a sci-fi book out there that yes. we that you could be like, nah, girls, you should have started with this. This is where you need to be. Let us know. We're at Wine and Dine, Dine Pod, Pod everywhere, uh, yeah. but Facebook, of course. Um, if you like this podcast, of course thumbs this up yeah we would love uh you know obviously not begging for him you guys do you but if you feel so inclined the way that we get out there is with reviews so if you guys want to go review us either on Castbox, stitcher or itunes uh that would be super dope mm-hmm. um and just like giving us a tip exactly Please just like your tip your waitress help us help you <laughs> anyways guys i think we can wrap it up here yeah uh, i'm good i'm i'm that yeah yeah i'm I'm Megan. I'm Ashley. This is Wine and Dine. dine.